It's Sierra, new ambassador for WW, Weight Watchers Reimagined. The new MyWW Plus, our most holistic program ever, helps you tackle the many elements that contribute to weight loss with tools to plan meals and get you moving. Join today with a limited time offer at WW.com. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass... Caught by Clark! Clark out of touchdown! Clark Clark has it! It's a touchdown for the 49ers! Got this competitive challenge, uh, willingly, and uh, look very much forward to it. Kaepernick is gone! Colin Kaepernick with a great You're now listening to the Fourth and Gold podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to Fourth and Gold podcast. We are back with another preview episode. The 49ers travel to Arizona on a short week coming off the thrashing of the Panthers and the Cardinals are coming off a uh, road loss to the Saints. Uh, Niners come in 7-0 and the Cardinals are 3-4-1. and The Niners have a terrible history the last eight games. They are 0-8 against the Cardinals and this is uh, something that the Niners need to correct if they want to keep this record going. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. Short week, right? Short Quick week, turnaround. Yeah. We just re- I feel like we just recorded the the post-game podcast, we're right back again. So this is fun, short week, and then, uh, you know, we, we get a little bit of a, an extended week off, a little mini-buy for the team to get healthy before they face the Seahawks. But yeah, Cardinals on Halloween. So if you got kids, make sure you get them out trick-or-treating, hand them off to whoever you got to hand them off to because you got to watch the game. Um, but joining us to, to, to give us the Cardinals' end uh, uh, perspective of everything, we have Cameron Cox, 12 News, coming all the way in from Phoenix. Cameron, how you doing, man? Doing great. How about yourself, guys? Great, we're seven and zero, man. It's 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 uh, it's new territory <laughs> recently. What's that like? What's that like? Does the food just taste better? Or does the water taste sweeter when you're seven and zero? The beer goes down much smoother, I think. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Now now you're speaking my language. I like that. <laughs> um, this is the Fourth and Go podcast. I am Javi. That is Matt. Follow us on Twitter at Fourth and Go podcast and subscribe, rate, review on all your podcast platforms. Um, Cameron, you know, the, the, the Cardinals have gone through some transitioning since Bruce Arians. Uh, they had a Steve Wilkes and Josh Rosen. They get rid of the, both those guys. They bring in Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. How has it gone so far from your perspective? It's been a circus, uh, a good circus, <laughs> though, I would say, uh, because you had no clue really what you were getting into. They hired a coach with a losing record in college. Um, I'm from Texas, so I followed – Cliff's career from Johnny to uh, Houston. I mean, all throughout the state of Texas. I knew him, knew his dad uh, from where he grew up in New Braunfels, Texas, which is right outside of San Antonio. So I yep. knew the type of person they were getting. I, I like Cliff as a person, but you had no clue 
uh, what type of coach they were going to get at this level. You had no clue if, if this air raid offense was going to work. You didn't even know if they were going to draft Kyler Murray uh, when they signed Cliff Kingsbury. And then all of a sudden, it just the stars aligned and everything seemed to work. And then uh, they didn't practice much of this offense in the preseason because they wanted to hide it from everybody. So you really, coming into week one, you knew Kyler could put the ball in the money. You knew he was going to be. You know, his athleticism was going to help them be better, much better than uh, Josh Rosen because he couldn't move whatsoever in the pocket. Um, so you knew this team was going to be better. You just had no clue uh, what it was going to be like. But what we've had seen over these weeks uh, is, number one, Kyler can play quarterback at this level, and he can play it pretty well um, when he gets time and can throw the ball down the field. Number two, Cliff can coach at this level, and this offense can work at this level. Uh, Cliff has adapted really well. Uh, to the NFL style. This is not the offense that I thought it was going to be uh, playing it in college too as well. They're not going to try and throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. Um, he's lowered that number down. He's developed some different types of runs and moved people around motions, got some help with this offensive line too as well. Um, so Cliff, is, Cliff has shown the ability to adapt uh, in the NFL. Kyler has shown he can play quarterback in the NFL, uh, despite his size. And I know that was the biggest question mark mm -hmm. with him coming into the draft. So uh, it's been a fun circus to watch. To me, they're must-see TV because you just never know what you're going to get out of these two. Um, you never know what you're going to get out of Kyler. I mean, uh, he's just that type of excitement. When I say you never know, you just – you're just kind of waiting for something to pop off, like something really special is about to happen because you know what he's capable of and you know the type of offense they want to run. So it's, it's been a fun circus to watch. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun to cover, too, as well. Um, and it's, it's about time the Cardinals are, are back to being relevant. This is a Suns town at its heart, but the Cardinals, you know, you mentioned the success they had against the 49ers under B.A. B.A. kind of lit that fire in this valley for football. So there is a huge appetite for it. And uh, if the Cardinals are successful, this town is really rocking too as well. Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw Kingsbury dip into the bag of tricks early in the Saints game. They ran a little double reverse uh, throwback, all sorts of stuff. They, you know, but, but looking at Kyler Murray, he was taken first overall. And 49ers fans are very well versed in who was taken second overall. And that was Nick Bosa. <laughs> and Nick Bosa has been playing like a man possessed these He's last couple weeks. He's monster. been playing incredible. So I just, as a guy that covers the Cardinals, I got to know if you could go back and do it all over again, would you take Bosa or would you take Kyler Murray? It's crazy because even on draft day, I was hearing they could possibly take Quinton Williams. Uh, the defense tackle went to the Jets. You didn't really hear much about Bosa. Uh, you, I think they were really worried about if he would stay healthy or not. And knock on wood, thankfully he has. Um, I mean, he's just been, uh, yeah, I hear that too. He's just been unbelievable. I mean, you, you turn on the tape with that guy, and they just – guys just can't block him. He's faster. He's bigger. He's stronger. He throws offensive linemen around. And, you know, for those who don't know, offensive linemen, they're the big human beings. Well, Nick Bosa, he's a monster. I mean, he, he looks like he could bench press a few offensive linemen uh, the, way he, the way he blocks. Um, if I had to go back and do it all over again, no, I wouldn't. Kyler Murray is just that type of guy that just – you drafted him for a number of reasons. Um, since Carson Palmer left here in the Valley, the Cardinals were searching for that. You thought you had that in Rosen, but given how bad that team was last year, how bad the offensive line was, they had no weapons around him. Yes, some of the similar guys are back, but it just it just never clicked. He went through an offensive coordinator. Rosen just never seemed to develop um, like you wanted him to. Like I thought there were a few times Josh personally could have taken a step and just didn't take that step. Mm -hmm. And I really thought a lot of that was on him. 
Um, Kyler, he's just he brings everything with him. He brought the excitement on draft day. They were so bad last year. I mean, season ticket numbers were going down. Let's just be real and frank here. Mm -hmm. So if you draft Kyler, all of a sudden now you can dangle the number one most exciting player, the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, out there for everybody to see night in and night out, you know, you know, eight games a year uh, out there at State Farm Stadium. That's a big deal, uh, I think, to this Valley, who's, who hasn't really had that type of star. Sure, Larry Fitzgerald's great. To me, he's the second best receiver of all time behind Jerry Rice. Uh, but they've never really had that math, that massive star that that really takes over the country. And I think they have that uh, in Kyler Murray. And I think he can get there to what they want him to be. Uh, at least I hope so. We've seen the signs. He's not there, not anywhere close to that yet. But I think he can be. So if I had to go back and do it all over again, I would not. Because they desperately needed a leader, um, a guy who can you know, handle that quarterback position, a guy who can command it. And uh, I think they got that Kyler Murray. He still has got a lot of growing pains to do, a lot of growing in general. I think he can be a better leader. I think he can be more vocal. Uh, but they definitely got that star at quarterback uh, that they needed. And as you guys know, getting Jimmy G. I mean, you mm -hmm. got to have that guy. And then the rest of the team can kind of just get better. If you got the guy you believe in, then everybody else can, I feel, can grow after that. Yeah, very true. As long as you have the quarterback in place, um, you can build around that. And um, by all accounts, Kyler looks like, you know, a number one pick. And um, the Cardinals, you know, like you said, they needed that. You know, move off Rosen and go with Kyler, bring in a coach who's familiar with, with uh, Kyler as well, with Cliff. By the um, way, I'm just curious, did, did 49er fans ever say thank you to the Cardinals? Because it was that game two years ago when Jimmy G came in for the Patriots and, and beat the Cardinals on opening night. Sunday night football. <laughs> Man, that just that – just, that just changed everything for him, right? I mean, he was always a nice backup, but then he comes in Sunday night football, lights up Arizona. That kind and of then, the hopes around here of a title, and you know. And then uh, now he's uh, now he's with you guys. And then he lights up the Dolphins before he gets hurt. Yeah, no, it's uh, thank you Arizona for uh, <laughs> for getting destroyed by Jimmy G back in the day. <laughs> um, you know the other the other part of the 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 offense right now. There's you guys traded for Kenyon Drake. Yeah, uh, former running back from Miami. What is going on with David Johnson? Uh, <laughs> the fantasy football fans were in a frenzy. I know I was. I have him on my fantasy team. They're and heated. Are you what's okay? Going on? I'm concerned about you guys. Dude, I'm fine. Oh, you're moving on. <laughs> I'm fine because I have Nick Chubb, Matt Breida, and Chris Carson. I'm okay. Oh, okay. So you're not as angry. I'm no, not a lot as of angry fans. Yeah. So I mean, what's what's going on there? You, you trade for Kenyon Drake. You have David Johnson sitting back. Or what are they? Are they? Going to move on from him next year? Or does he not fit the offense? Does he have a serious injury? What What's going on there? Is this something the Niners need to watch out for on Thursday? Well, a couple of things. Number one, I, I really like David Johnson as a person, and I, I think he's a really talented uh, running back. Some of the things he can do with that position is just is just unreal. So he's very well deserving of the contract. I think he's very well deserving of, of being known as, as one of those good backs in this league. Uh, the problem the last couple of years is he just hadn't been able to the healthy one, and mm -hmm. I don't – I honestly – I just watched him. I don't think he's the same runner that he used to be before he got this contract. I just think he runs a little differently now. That's the best way uh, that I could put it. But the one thing that this offense does really well is it fits him. Um, Cliff's not just going to put him back there and just hand him the ball and say, hey, run in this gap, which is what Mike McCoy did with him last year. You mm -hmm. know, they're going to get him in – I mean, literally, it was the same four run plays – all, all you, you know, <laughs> yeah. trap left, trap right, you know, sweep, zone. I mean, it was zone left, zone right. That was it. 
It was crazy to watch that they just could not get David Johnson in space. Cliff is not that way. Cliff knows how to get players in space. He knows how to bring out the best in guys. Uh, and so this offense fits David perfectly. And I, and I truthfully think you got to keep him long term because it can prolong his career playing in this offense because he's not just going to run straight up and down the field all day. They're going to move out the receiver. They're going to do all this. They're going to get you those fantasy points that you like and you need and people out there <laughs> want. So when he's healthy, it's good for all parties. Fantasy football players are happy. The Cardinals are happy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the problem is David Johnson is not healthy. And that's the biggest thing. He battled, you know, a back injury early. Now it's an ankle. Um, you know, he could barely walk two games ago. Wow. Um, I mean, barely walk against the Giants. And, uh, you know, they only dressed two running backs and he was only available in emergency situations. Thankfully, Chase Edmonds had the game he had. And last week they rested him uh, this week. We'll see. You know, ankle injuries are so tough as a guy who mm-hmm. rolls his ankle in dress shoes for um, because my ankles <laughs> are so beat up from my playing days. I never broke any of my ankles, but I rolled them all the time and the ligaments just stretch. I mean, they hurt. I mean, they still hurt. So, uh, you know, playing at that level uh, that these guys do and rolling an ankle, it's it's going to bother you for a while. So that's the deal with David Johnson. He's he's battling an ankle injury. He's day to day right now. Um, I don't think he plays Thursday. I don't think he comes back. I think they wait one more week. Um, Chase Edmonds, uh, you know, he's he's banged up too as well. The lower body body injury. Uh, he had to come out of the game last week against the Saints. Knee, ankle, um, kind of just beat up a little bit. And so uh, they actually had to pull him uh, towards the end of the game. He could not finish the game. There was a report out earlier in the week that he was going to miss a couple of weeks. Judging from how it's gone in the backfield with those types of injuries, that sounds about right. So I don't think Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, in fact, is doubtful for the game. According to Cliff, I don't think he plays. So now you have three running backs on their roster. Alfred Morris, uh, Zach Zinner, uh, Kenyon Drake, who they just traded for, who have only been with the Cardinals a combined maybe a week and a half total, you know, maybe if that. Uh, DJ Foster, their other backup running back, they just put him on IR with a hamstring injury. So, I mean, if there's one positive for the Niners, the three backs they're going to go into this game with, one guy they just traded for this week, the other two they just signed off the street last week. So not a lot of experience back there. Uh, the best part with this offense, they can pick it up fairly quickly. It's not the, you know, it's, the plays aren't real long. The concepts are pretty easy to pick up. Uh, so that's where they'll, you know, kind of strive in. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough sledding back there. You two big running backs, two guys who you want on the field at the same time for the Cardinals. They're, they're, they're probably not. Uh, and I'm pretty certain about saying that, that they're not going to be out there uh, on Thursday. But when healthy, David Johnson's a good fantasy pick. So you, you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about broken ankles. And as a white boy that played a lot of pickup basketball, no. I know all about that. Um, but it seems like the the Arizona Cardinals, sticking with the offense, it seems like the Cardinals drafted about 17 wide receivers this year. Yeah. You know, it right. seems like they, they kept picking a receiver after receiver after receiver. How have those rookies come along? You know, Larry Fitzgerald, obviously the elder statesman. Christian Kirk had a decent rookie year. You know, he had a big breakout game against the Niners last year. Uh, you know, how are these receivers coming along with Kyler? Is everybody kind of developing together or are there some growing pains on both sides here? They're growing pains on both sides. In fact, they've struggled to find Larry uh, in recent weeks. And it's, mm-hmm. it, that's been a kind of a big thing. It's, you're kind of wondering, like, why is – why has he gone away from Larry? Then you kind of look at the game. Well, the game at the Saints, they just couldn't put drives together. Saints have a very good front seven, uh, obviously. They just couldn't sustain anything. They couldn't run the football. Uh, and when that's the case, they get behind the chains. And then it's tough to just drop back there and throw 
because defense is just going to come after them. So if that's the one thing the Niners can do is really stop this running game. Then it's going to force the Cardinals to throw the ball 50 times a game, which is what they don't want to do. And then that's where they just, that's where they struggle. Cause that's, that's hard to do in the NFL in college. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Cause it works. Defenses aren't as good mm-hmm. in the NFL. It's a lot tougher, and you're just not – no one's built for that. I don't care who you got out there playing receivers. It's just very tough. So they've, they've really struggled to get Larry the ball in recent weeks. Yes, they played a game in the rain against the Giants, and there was really no passing whatsoever, so I get it. But they, they haven't gotten Larry the ball or as involved as he would like uh, to be. Christian Kirk is just coming off an ankle injury himself. Uh, he had, he had missed about a month of time, so he's just now getting back and integrated uh, with that offense. Keem Butler, the guy they got out of uh, – uh, Iowa State, they put him on IR to start the year with a hand injury. Uh, so he's had no development whatsoever. Keyshawn Johnson, the guy they got out of Fresno State, he was actually, to me, the best receiver uh, coming out of camp. But he struggled not to see the field, but he just – you haven't seen the big plays that you saw out of him in the preseason. So mm-hmm. I, he's a rookie. He's a young receiver. His development is coming on slowly. It's, it's what we should have expected uh, from these guys when they draft him. They're not just going to come in and be superstars right away. It's going to take some time. Um, so Keyshawn Johnson's been a slow project. He was actually a healthy scratch last week. And then Andy Isabella, their second-round pick out of UMass, he hasn't seen the field really whatsoever as a receiver, mainly as a guy that just kind of uh, pitched the ball to on jet sweeps and stuff like that. Uh, not to say his progress is slow, but it's the problem with Andy is he catches the ball with his chest. And this is nothing mm-hmm. to people who mm-hmm. watch the Cardinals or watch preseason game or the tape is out there on this guy. He catches the ball with his chest, and you just can't do that in the NFL on a consistent basis. Guys are too good. Yes, he has. He's probably the fastest dude on the team. He's faster than Kyler. Um, he's the fastest dude on the team, just period. Andy Isabella, the guy that you met, fastest guy on the team. Uh, <laughs> he just has to be more consistent in what he does to really uh, be on the field night in and night out as a receiver. They got another guy, Demir Bird, they picked up from Carolina in the offseason. He's a good speedster um, too as well. So it, it's still a young receiving core that's finding its way in the NFL. And as Kyler grows, uh, I think they'll grow too as well. I do think they need to add some uh, veterans, uh, especially to it moving forward, just to kind of enhance that development, I would say. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. The the wide receiver group is uh... – I, I like, of course, I, I like Keyshawn coming out of Fresno State as well. Um, so hopefully he can develop. Um, my the Kyler has taken 26 sacks this year. The mm-hmm. Niners have been averaging three sacks a game. Um, so what you're saying, we should wrap in bubble wrap? Or I would. I'm, <laughs> my question is, who's gonna block these guys? Because I'm looking at the <laughs> offensive line for the Cardinals, and that that was my biggest concern for the Cardinals going into the year. Um, you know, you have J.R. Sweezy, you got Murray, Shipley, Pugh, and, and Humphreys. And then on the other side, you got Buckner, Bosa, Armstead, oh, D. Ford, God. Solomon Thomas, Sheldon Day, <laughs> Ronald Blair. The list goes on on pass rush. And the Niners don't blitz. They, they have the lowest percentage of of uh, blitzes. And, you know, and they with, still get to the quarterback. That's the yeah. crazy part. And they still mm-hmm. get to So that's my question. If, you know, I know Kyler's, a, you know, he's like a little Speedy Gonzalez out there. He, you know, he sees a hole, he'll run off and take yeah. off. Um you know, there might be some lanes for him to run through, but the good thing about the Niners, they do also have Fred Warner and Quan Alexander. So the front seven for this Niners defense is pretty solid. So what are what are the what what has been working for the Cardinals um, on offense when the offensive line? You know, you know what's really impressive all the names you just listed. John Lynch has done a hell of a job putting together this team, and Patrick Peterson actually gave him a lot of credit that he was asked about that 
about, you know, what does it say about a team who kind of stands pat and loads up on draft picks and then executes, then goes out and picks the right guys. And man, just hearing you kind of label, you know, list off all those guys, he's done a fantastic job hmm. uh, turning this team, turning the Niners around and making them relevant again, uh, getting good players in good positions uh, to play. Um, the one thing with the Cardinals, their offense, so the sack number with Kyler, it's a little inflated and it's not all on the offensive line's fault. Kyler, as you mentioned, he's speedy. He loves to dance around back there in the pocket. I would say half of those sacks, and this is this is being real here, are probably on Kyler Murray. Yeah. Either running out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage or him moving around too much and not throwing the ball away and taking a sack. Like those are things he's having to learn in the NFL and that he's learning. Some games are better than others. We've seen some games where he he'll move around and avoid pressure and throw the ball away. We've seen other games where he'll run around and almost get a safety or get a safety or throw an interception when he shouldn't throw an interception or run out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. So a lot, some of those sacks are on Kyler Murray. I thought the offensive line has been a lot better uh, than we thought they were going to be because coming off of last year, you just had no clue what to expect, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. especially with some of the guys getting healthy. DJ Humphreys, uh, a former first-round pick for the Cardinals at left tackle, He's in the final year of his contract. They're still deciding. I think he's playing for his future. I think he's a, a good left tackle in this league. I don't think he's a great left tackle in this league. I think he does a really good job um, for what they need him to do. Could he be better? Yes. And, and I think DJ will be the first to tell you that. Uh, Justin Pugh has been in this league a long time. Another good left tackle they're paying a lot of money to. A.Q. Shipley is the center. Um, he's kind of been a a journeyman in the NFL, uh, you know, kind of an iron man, I would say more so. He doesn't miss a lot of time. He's solid in the center, um, too, as well. J.R. Sweezy, they picked up from Seattle uh, mm-hmm. in the offseason. He's solid. And then that right tackle position has just been a kind of a revolving door. They're on their third right tackle uh, this year, which is not good. Um, and they could be on a fourth this week, depending on, uh, you know, if the guy is healthy or not. So it's, uh, the right side of that old line, the right tackle position has been a struggle. They signed Marcus Gilbert to play it in the offseason, a guy from Pittsburgh, and then he got hurt, and then it's just kind of been a shuffling door after that. They they think they found somebody, and Jordan Murray, too, as well, to play. He's, he's been playing solid, but who knows if he'll be able to go this week. So uh, it, that, that could be interesting. If there's one spot that the 49ers could really attack, it's that right side of the offensive line. Uh, because you just don't know who's going to be out there for the Cardinals, and it, it could change depending on performance. So uh, they have dealt with some injuries, and it, it has been shaky, shaky at times. The problem is I think the Saints, being as good of a front they were, they don't make a lot of mistakes. I think they have a lot in common with the 49ers who don't make a lot of mistakes either. And what the Cardinals showed last week is they struggled when really that defensive line is pretty solid and they can get some pressure back there. Yeah. Now, now switching to the other side of the ball, you mentioned a guy, Patrick Peterson. He's been subject to trade rumors for the last two years. Trade deadline came and went today. Patrick Peterson still wearing Arizona red. How important was it to keep Patrick Peterson in that secondary as as a veteran presence and to kind of keep those guys together? Because you also got my draft crush from a couple of years ago, Buda Baker. This is my guy. This is my guy. I was really high on him. And, you know, Arizona got him. I'm bummed to see him go. It's Arizona. And I got to play him twice a year. So so how how important was it to keep Patrick Peterson in this group for the secondary? It was huge to keep Pat. They had to keep Pat. I mean, it bugged me with all this. You know, Deion Sanders came out today and was like, let Pat free. And, you know, all these other people were talking about <laughs> everywhere. You know, do you just see all these 
trade rumors about Patrick Peterson. And while, yes, he started all this last year when asking for a trade. So this all goes back to Patrick. If he wouldn't have ran his mouth and asked for a trade, then you, you're not asking him all these questions today. But there have been multiple times since kind of after his six, you know, after he was announced that he had a six-game suspension, mm-hmm. minicamp, OTAs, training camp, that he has said he wants to be here. He's got two years left on his contract. Uh, and he's going to play those two years out. I don't see the Cardinals trading away their best defensive player. I just, I just, you're just not going to do that. You're not going to get fair value in return, regardless of what other teams have got for certain places. And number two, I wouldn't trust Steve Kime to trade Patrick Peterson away because he has been awful in picking first round picks. Just terrible. <laughs> just terrible. DJ Humphreys and Kyler Murray, Hassan Reddick. I mean, the rest of them aren't even on the team anymore. So it's, yeah. it's, he's been a disaster picking first round picks. So um, I'm glad they, they hanged on him. I, I don't want to see them get any picks for anybody. Just keep why, what's what's wrong with the idea of keeping the best defensive player on the field? <laughs> on the field, I don't see the bad problem in that. He's a top cornerback in football. That's very hard to get. You can get a serviceable cornerback. You can get a good cornerback. You can get a guy that can play decent coverage. But to get a top level cornerback who can literally man up against the top guy week in and week out and you not have to worry about it. Those are hard to come by. And to give those to give those type of players away for, hey, maybe we'll draft somebody with this pick in next year's draft in the first round. I don't know. I just I, I just I don't, I don't I don't like that. Just me personally. I get the other side of it. I get who would want to argue other side of it, but I was glad they kept Patrick Peterson. I I've been saying for weeks they're going to keep Patrick Peterson. Uh they were never going to trade him. I'm sure they were going to listen to offers. But there was just no way they were going to trade Patrick Peterson, uh, and it's a good thing because he does make this defense better. I did think they take a they took a step back last week, but I thought last week was more of a idiotic game plan against the Saints. You're going to zone Drew Brees for most of the game. He'll pick yes. you apart all day. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that's just my personal opinion. That, but uh, yeah, I'm glad they kept Pat, and uh, I always thought they were going to keep Pat. Gotcha. No, no, you know, staying on the defensive side, um, right now the Cardinals are ranked 29th in pass. Pass defense and 25th and rush defense. One thing the Niners not good. <laughs> yes, uh, what the Niners are good at right now is running the ball, and yeah. they've been running Very... it, averaging over close to 200 yards a game. Oh, no. uh, you know, you still have Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs on that t- on that team. Jordan Hicks picked up from the Eagles in, in yeah. free agency last year or this offseason, excuse me. Um, what w- can they stop the run? Is my question because every no. time I turned on the game, every time I turned on the no. game. <laughs> They're getting gas, so they, I guess they can't stop the run. Yeah, yeah. Next, next question. No, your answer is obviously. No, they, they I joke with that, but seriously, no, they cannot stop the run. Oh, that's been the problem with this defense uh, for two years. Uh, as much as I like the guys on the interior, they struggle with it. And that's the problem kind of with this defense when you don't have a lot of size and you don't have the defensive linemen. You know, they play, they truthfully play like a they play two down linemen most of the time uh, because they mm. like to move their linebackers. They like to get Buda Baker in the box, play a couple of safeties back there. You know, when you have the, the reason to do that, they did that with BA when he was here for a little bit. Um, the reason you just create so much chaos. You don't know where anything is coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem with that is the matchups. It's like you got linemen blocking on smaller linebackers or smaller safeties sometimes. And it just creates a gap. It's just easier for easier. The lanes are bigger. The holes are you know, bigger to make, they're easier to run, they're easier to make, and they're bigger to run through. You know, it's just, sometimes it's like that. And that's been the problem with this defense. They just have not been able to stop the run. Um, and and that's, that's been their kind of Achilles heel. 
that is their Achilles heel. And so the, the Niners concern me majorly at the fact that they, they have this great running game and they can run all over teams. Uh, I don't know if the Cardinals can stop it. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers had over 200 yards rushing uh, against this Cardinal team, unless something happens. They just have to be physical. And, and, and that's the key. If they can kind of establish that line of scrimmage early and just hope to hang on, I, I think that's a way to go. But, I mean, yeah, they've really struggled with stopping the run. They've not been able to stop uh, too many running games whatsoever. They did the Giants. Obviously, we all know the Giants aren't very good. But even when they played the terrible Bengals, I mean, Joe Nixon ran all over them. So, I mean, uh, yeah, st- stopping the run is uh, not their forte. Yeah, so Javi brought up two names. He brought up, you know, Terrell Suggs, and he brought up Chandler Jones. Oh, Chandler yeah. Jones quietly having a really strong year in Arizona. Um, you like know, always, like, like, always. A, a, like always, aside from the fact that the Arizona Cardinal social media team called themselves a small market team, which I thought was such a flub to call your own team a small market team. Well, I thought that was kind of crazy. We got all four major sports here. I mean, Phoenix is a top-growing city in this country. It's a huge city. Yeah, it's a massive city. Huge city, I mean, I've this, been. It's, this whole it's, area is a massive city. I Maybe budget-wise, I don't know. Maybe they got the budget. I don't know. Well, it's fire, so fire the social media guy from the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> for calling themselves small market. Um, but, you know, the 49ers might be coming back with Joe Staley. They're not sure just yet. You know, he had the broken leg early on in the year. Um, he might have been a go this past Sunday. They, they scratched him at the last minute. He might play this week. On the other side, you're looking at either Justin School or Daniel Brunskill, whoever they tried decide to go with, stepping in for Mike McGlinchey. Do you think that Chandler Jones and, and, and Terrell Suggs can get the advantage against the tackles and in the event that the 49ers are forced to pass the ball, do you think they can really make an impact on the game? Um, well, I think Chandler can make an impact on any game he wants. Uh, Chandler's just that good. He doesn't get a lot of credit because he plays here in Arizona. He doesn't do a lot of media. and he doesn't talk. It's great talking with Chandler about Chandler. It's like asking Larry about Larry. You know, they just don't talk mm. about themselves and they don't they don't boost about themselves. It's just it's how that's how they roll. They just they're just not like that. So uh Chandler Jones, he's just a freak. He's just like his brother. They're just both freak athletes. They're just so hard to stop. Uh to block Chandler, I don't know how offensive linemen do it. He's long, he's lanky, he can throw you around, he can run past you, I mean, he can put basketball moves on you. He's just so tough to stop. Uh what teams have done a good job at. Is just going away from it. Sure, Terrell Suggs is, is a nice add to this team. And the two of them, I, I think the two of them, there's one other person in this league. I, the Whitney Merciless out of Houston. Uh, mm. but, but those three have more sack, uh, strip sack, forced fumbles in the entire league. I think Ch- Terrell Suggs has four, Chandler Jones has four. I don't remember exactly how many Whitney, Whitney Merciless does. But they do a good job getting to the quarterback and getting the ball out. And Terrell Suggs is quietly having a good season two as well. He just disappears at times. And so that that's a little concern. But, I mean, he's been going old. at this for so uh, – yeah, he's old. I mean, he, he can't do it play in and play out anymore. And so that's that's a given. Um, but, yeah, Chandler's just a fantastic player. But when those two are really going and rushing the edge, it's 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 tough to do. When I, I think when quarterbacks really have to pin their ears back and, and drop back a bunch of times and throw it, I think that's when those two really have a lot of success. Uh, but the problem is they're going to have to stop a running game this week, just like we just talked about. And so I don't think they get those type of opportunities when teams can run the football as well as, like, for example, like the Niners have uh, this year. So if the Niners can run the football, that definitely takes Chandler and Terrell Suggs out of the mix just because if you're running, you're gashing them up the middle like teams have been able to do, you're not letting Chandler or Suggs come off the edge. 
and get to Garoppolo. So that's that's the key. But I think, you know, if the Niners are put in a position where they got to drop back and pass a lot for some reason, that's when Chandler Jones really likes to. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with the fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. And that's when Terrell Suggs, you know, you start worrying about Chandler, and then all of a sudden here comes Terrell Suggs on the on the other side. So it, it can be a deadly combination when it works. Now, for what it's worth, Chandler Jones did post a video earlier on Twitter of him sneaking up on Jimmy what? Garoppolo, what who got a right? little little tunnel vision on the Clorox wipes and didn't see the man coming from behind him. <laughs> so that, that, that was fantastic. Yeah, that that was. Uh, I have to ask Chandler about that tomorrow. Uh, when he talks to the media, I would assume that's from their Patriot days together. Yeah, they were uh, roommates. Some I maybe heard mm-hmm. training camp made you. I thought that was a uh, pretty good. Yeah, Jimmy G had no idea that was coming. So I thought that's cool. <laughs> um, well, Cameron, uh, we have had seven guests, and seven guests have picked incorrectly uh, against the Niners this year. So we <laughs> last thing for last thing from you was we do with our, all our guests. We get a prediction on this game, okay. a score prediction. If you have one. Uh, if you have any type of stats you might want to throw out there, what do you think is going to be this, the the end result of this game? So just curious, all seven guests have picked their own team? Yes. Correct. Like they, 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 they've never thought that the Niners were going to beat their own team? Really? Yes. A lot of folks in the media— Wait, no, our Redskins guy. Our Redskins guy picked the Niners. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, Redskins Our Redskins guy picked the Niners. Everybody yeah. else has picked their own team. Okay. That's right. But uh, like a lot of folks in the media, they, they, they've been, you know, the Niners are pretenders. They're fake. They can't do this. They can't do that. And then they've Niners have gone out to consistently, you know, win games in different ways. So that's that's the weird part about these uh, some of these predictions and things you hear on the, in the media and stuff like that. So, yeah, there were times where you'd go to San Francisco and you just chalk up a win for the Cardinals. You'd be like, well, that's that's easy. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is. It is not that case anymore. Um I haven't really thought of a prediction. I do not think the Cardinals are going to win this game. I don't. Okay. Uh, the, the Niners, I, I think they're rolling right now. And that pass rush is just unbelievable. There's nothing in my mind that says the Cardinals, or there's nothing that has shown me so far that the Cardinals are able to stop the run like the 49ers are really good at and protect Kyler coming off last week. So unless they throw some new wrinkles in there, um, unless the Cardinals can figure out a way. This, that's the one thing about this offense. And I'll end with this is that it, it creates so much space and they try and move at their tempo so fast that you can catch good teams slipping. I mean, you know, that's why, uh, you know, that's why it works in college so well. And that's why a lot of teams run it because when you can execute it, you can find that space. It can roll. And uh, the Cardinals have shown that ability, but they've also shown when it, when it's not rolling, things are not going well whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the 49ers win this game 28 to 14. Good okay. deal. All right. 
Well, I'll tell you what, Cameron, thank you so much for joining us. I know you got your one eye on on the World Series. <laughs> and, you know, we, we really appreciate you joining us. So go ahead and get go ahead and plug yourself, man. Where can the people find you? Where can they follow you? I, we, I know we said 12 News, but where yeah. else can they find you? Yeah, guys, if you're uh, first of all, if you two ever come to Phoenix, man, let me know. I got some great restaurants to take you all out at. We all play golf. I know some golf courses we can go hit up. So if you ever come to Phoenix, save my number. Let me know. I'll take care of you guys. I'll be there I'll next October, so. Come on, man. We'll play a bunch of golf. We'll go All eat. Right. We've got a lot of good food here. Uh, yeah, if you're ever in Phoenix, guys, uh, 12 News, the NBC station out here. Uh, you can catch us every night, 5, 6, and 10 o'clock Sunday night. we got a sports show, 12 Sports tonight uh, at 1030. Been running in the Valley for over 25 years. Uh, and then uh, my Twitter handle is at CamCox12. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, and Twitter, too, as well. So, uh, yeah, if you're ever in the Valley, check us out. Uh, and then send, send us a tweet. If you ever have any comments, we... Uh, we love interacting with fans or viewers, anything like that. So, Perfect, perfect, man. We appreciate you coming on and doing this with us. Um, good luck to you guys on Thursday. And uh, if you have kids or anything like that, happy Halloween to them. Perfect, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a good time. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Bye. The champions behave like champions before they're champions. We want to thank uh, Cameron Cox for coming on with us, uh, reviewing the Arizona Cardinals versus 49ers uh, game on Thursday, Halloween night. Um, it is going to be a good one. The Niners need to get this win. Uh, being 0-8 in their last eight games, uh, the Niners need to break this streak. The Niners did break a streak last year of 10 straight losses to the Seahawks. Hopefully this year the Niners can break the streak with the Cardinals and get all these monkeys off their back. Um, Matt, you know, it's been a busy day today. The trade deadline was a dud. Well, I guess... Not the deadline. The day of the deadline was a dud. Um, there were some trades throughout, you know, the last seven or eight days, but today was a dud. Man, the trade deadline to me is like I said this earlier on Twitter. The trade deadline to me, the NFL trade deadline, is like the New Year's Eve of trade deadlines, where everybody has these wild expectations of what's going to happen, and then everybody ends up just like sad and tired at eleven thirty. So <laughs> it's just it's just stupid, man. Because all these teams, they get this big hype up, and then they, then they get cold feet at the end. And and you heard that the the, the Jets wanted to trade Jamal Adams. He talked with the Jets that he didn't want to be traded, and then they went behind his back. They tried to trade him to Dallas. They wanted two ones and a high pick, other than those two ones. Uh, you know these teams getting asking prices. Uh, the Redskins tried to shop Trent Williams today, and there was a source that came out, and it's actually my favorite thing that happened today. There's a source that came out and said that across the league. The Washington Redskins have been completely unwilling to trade Trent Williams until this point. Why bail their asses out now? Yeah. So they want to sit on him. They don't want to have trade negotiations until the day it's time to get rid of him. Mm -mm. Done. We're not doing deals with you. So I think the Redskins burned a lot of bridges across the league with the way they handled their situation. But yeah, it was just a dud, man. No big names got moved. Robbie Anderson still with the Jets. Jamal Adams still with the Jets. Trent Williams still there. A.J. Green didn't get moved. Andy Dalton didn't get moved, even though he was benched. Man, it was just nothing. It, it, it was a whole big thing, build up of all this stuff was going to happen, and then four o'clock came and went, and nothing, man. Yeah, and you know, I'm glad the Niners made a move last week. They got it done before the Panthers game. They made their move. Mm -hmm. um, there was some, you know, Kyle Shanahan said he there was unlikely anything would happen, but uh, during his press conference, so he's like, I'm down here with you guys, so I doubt anything's going to happen. So. Um, Nothing happened in the league. A lot of rumors, a lot of chatter, a lot of 
hurt feelings across the league with players and front offices, you know, shopping guys and throwing guys under the bus and saying this and saying that. Um, I will say this. I'm glad we are not the Jets um, or the Redskins. Mm -hmm. I know we've gone through Mm -hmm. our years of issues with Trent Baalke in the front office and the coaching issues, um, but things have been rectified uh, for all those folks out there who wanted to fire John Lynch last year and Kyle Shanahan wasn't wasn't a good coach, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is a process. Uh, the Niners were rebuilding, and here they are. I'm going to keep saying it until people shut up about it. Um, <laughs> here we are. They rebuilt this team correctly through the draft with some good free agent acquisitions and three good trades, D. Ford, Jimmy Garoppolo, and now Emmanuel Sanders. So they've, oh, excuse me, Lakin Tomlinson being another one. So four really mm-hmm. good trades uh, for this team that has helped out quite a bit. Um there was a report that I had heard earlier from the Cowboys being in Texas uh, that Solomon Thomas was being discussed, um, but nothing came of that. So, you know, there's there's that with the Niners as far as a a, a rumor uh, for the, for Niners trading someone and the C.J. Beathard thing. I didn't ever think he was going to get dealt because the asking price is way too high. I don't know what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are thinking on that, but no moves were made, and here we are. Yeah, and, and another report came out saying that Emmanuel Sanders and Mohamed Sanu, when they got traded, they kind of set the baseline for what was going to be for wide receivers, and they priced everybody out of the market. Um, a lot of people think the 49ers overpaid. Emmanuel Sanders touched down his first game. I mean, I think that's an immediate return right there. Um, Sanu going for a second is wildly overpaying for the Patriots, but Bill Belichick hates draft picks, so that sounds about right. Um yeah, you know, at least the 49ers weren't dangling guys out there after they told them that they were going to stay. Niners are here, and, you know, we were just talking with Cameron about it, and he said that Patrick Peterson was very complimentary of John Lynch. Now, I know this is, you know, press conference stuff, so you're not going to get these guys generally going out and just bashing opposing teams and general managers. But still, I think there's a level of respect that comes to John that John Lynch rates, you know. He rates a certain level of respect, and I think he's getting it around the league right now. Um but yeah, like I said, at least they're not telling guys, hey, at least they didn't tell Solly, like, hey, we're, you're our guy, we're keeping you, no question about it. And all of a sudden, reports come out that they were dangling him elsewhere. That, that, that sort of dysfunction is gone from the 49ers. It left with Trent Baalke, and it left when Jed York decided to keep his hands out of the cookie jar and let John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan do their damn thing. And we're seeing the fruits of that right now. Uh, Cameron, very, very complimentary of the of the front seven that they built. And a lot of that is through the draft. I mean, Quan Alexander, obviously a free agent signing D four to trade. But I mean, when you look at a trade, that's draft capital. So to me, that's also through the draft, you know, they're using that draft capital to get that guy. So four are doing it the right way right now. Didn't go out, didn't panic, didn't go pay for another guy that they didn't really need. Um, I would have been fine going to get Jamal Adams. I said that <laughs> I will always say that Jamal Adams is that kind of talent. They didn't pay it. I'm fine with that, too. You know, roll with the guys you got. Yeah. Uh, like Richard Sherman says, we will roll with the guys we came with. Um, and the Niners weren't in a position to panic or reach for anything. They got their guy with Emmanuel Sanders. Was it an overpay? We'll see. Um, you know, we talked about that last week. But it automatically paid dividends um, in the Carolina game. Kyle Shanahan has a vision for this offense, and he's starting to see it come through, especially with the run game. Um you know, the Niners are going into Arizona on a short week, um, four days. Thursday night football is a joke um, from a player safety standpoint, from a product standpoint. 
Um, but the good thing, the good thing that does come out of it, if you do win, you have an extended time off, and the Niners don't play till Monday night, so they get a little bit of extra time off. Um, you know, when they go into against Seattle, but Thursday night football is dangerous. It, it does provide a crappy product, um, but I think Kyle Shanahan and this. Uh, 49ers team will come prepared and be ready. They're not taking anyone lightly. They're not um, reading their own press clippings, you know, uh, smelling their own roses, things like that. I think this team will be prepared and come in ready to go on Thursday. Yeah, on the contrary, you say they're not reading their own press clippings. They're reading the press clippings of everybody else who said the 49ers haven't played anybody yet. Yeah. They see all that talk. They see all that, and they, they, wear, it on their, they wear it on their shoulder when they go out every week. Um, you're absolutely right. Thursday night football is a sham. It should be outlawed. The only time it should be played is when a team is coming off a bye, so they have extended time to get their bodies ready. This three-day rest period BS, get it all the way out of here. This is a joke for a team for a league that, that, that preaches player safety to turn around and tell these guys 96 hours later you're going to play a football game. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. It's absurd. It is. Especially, and you know, look, I get it. They want these Thursday night games. It's all about money, man. It's a money That's all this league cares about. They they want money, and you know what the problem is? We're gonna tune in. Everyone's gonna tune in. People are gonna watch, and then until people stop watching, it's still gonna keep happening. But yeah, it's an absolute joke. It's a travesty. It's it's a BS product. It's a BS game, and it shouldn't happen. But like you said, the only good part about it that comes in, 49ers had their week, their bye week in week four. They now get like an extended week off. Because they're not playing, like you said, they're not playing until Monday. This is the second straight year where they've gone from a Thursday night game to a Monday night game. And it gives them a second bye week to get healthy, mend up, get ready for the next game. Yeah, and, you know, you guys, you still got guys, um, you know, going back to the trade deadline just a little bit. The Niners, they didn't have to make a trade because they're getting four guys back. Um, and this this extended period, if they don't play on Thursday, will allow them more time to get ready. Akella Witherspoon, Mike McGlinsey, Joe Staley, and... Um, Kyle Juszczyk. I don't know if McGlinchey and Juszczyk will be ready to go, but at least Joe Staley and Akella Witherspoon should be ready to go for that Monday night matchup versus Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's the plus side of this this Thursday night game. Um, it's uh, with Niners are seven and zero. They want to keep this thing going. Um, going into Arizona, the streak needs to be broken. Um, let's get into it, man. How are the Niners going to win this game? What are the keys to victory for the 49ers versus this Arizona Cardinals team? Number one, it's not even a question. It's run the ball. You know, we were talking with Cameron. He was even saying that we asked him, can they stop the run? He didn't even let you finish the question, man. <laughs> he cut you off saying no. They can't stop the run. Uh, Shanahan just drew it all up last week. It was beautiful. The run game was working perfection. We're not see if we're gonna. We're not. We don't know if we're gonna see uh, Matt Breda this week. Um, I know some some folks are saying yes. Some folks are saying no. Shanahan was a little iffy. He was limited at practice today. I don't know if they'll want to risk it because, again, he's a guy that just kind of takes those little injuries and they just kind of linger. Um, I hate to kind of like overlook an opponent, but if there's a week to rest, Matt Breda, it's this week. Let him get healthy. Let him rest up and be ready to go against Seattle because that's going to be a smash-mouth football game and they're going to need him in that game. Um, so key number one for me is run the ball. Tevin Coleman, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, whoever it is, uh, Mostert's also banged up too. Um, get a stinger. Just run the ball. Just run the ball. You know, get these guys going. Get behind the big offensive line that, that run blocks so well and dominate the clock. It's a short week. You don't want your defense on the field for a whole lot. So 
So, you know, we saw Arizona was on the field for, what would you say, 70 plays? Yeah, 70 plays. 70 plays against the Saints. They're going to be gassed. Continue to gas them. Run the ball. Eat up the clock. Keep Jimmy upright. Just, just run the ball, man. Yeah, I can't agree more. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Throw a little bit of play-action pass. Maybe throw in a uh, crazy run design with Debo for 20 yards. You know, um, That'll lead into my key of victory. Kyle Shanahan himself. Um, Mr. Wizard Hands himself. Kyle Shanahan is uh, a magician rewatching the game, looking at some of these designs, concepts. Um, it's magic, and I think the Arizona Cardinals defense won't be able to keep up. They are 29th in pass and 25th against the run. Kyle Shanahan can dial it up against with the best of them. Um, and I'm not a fan of Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator, so I favor the matchup. Um, Kyle Shanahan versus Vance Joseph. We saw what Kyle Shanahan did to Vance Joseph last year when he was with the Denver Broncos. George Kittle goes for 210 yards. So there's that's the matchup that, that's going to help the Niners win this game. Kyle Shanahan versus Vance Joseph. I trust Kyle more than Vance Joseph. So that's the key to victory there. Good old, our head coach, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, my second key, and I'm right there with you, man. Shanahan, run game, quick pass game, play action, all that stuff. We're going to see a ton of it on Thursday. Um, he he schemes up at the best of them. I think if there was any question as to whether he was the best play caller in football, I think that was put to rest on Sunday against the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, the way he just dismantled that defense at every level. Uh, my second key to the game, though, is contain Larry Fitzgerald. Now, look, I know he's getting up there in age. I know he's had kind of a down couple weeks. But this man is a 49ers killer. His entire career, he has crushed the 49ers. He comes up with big catches and big scenarios for touchdowns, two-point conversions, whatever it is. It's going to be Jimmy Ward, Kwan Williams, up against him in the slot. Look, Larry Fitzgerald doesn't run very well anymore. What he does do is he presents a big target, and he has some of the best hands in the league still. Ever. So, ever, yeah, ever. Still, I mean, still at his age, still at his age, but also ever. Yeah. I mean, they had that damn Sports Center commercial about him where he's just like catching things falling off the desk and stuff. It was wild. Anyway, contain Larry Fitzgerald. Just keep him. Just, just don't let him get a big catch on third and eighteen. Don't let them convert these long third downs with Larry Fitzgerald and these big these big touchdowns. I know he had a, a touchdown catch in overtime against the Niners. Just, 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 just don't do that. Contain him. Jimmy Ward, Kwan Williams, whether it's Richard Sherman or or Emmanuel Mosley who's playing out of his mind as well. Just just contain the guy. I'm so tired of getting beat by Larry Fitzgerald. I'm sick of it. He's such a nice guy, and I really like him, and I want to root for him, but I can't because he plays with the Cardinals. Stop beating us, Larry. I'm sick of it. <laughs> if there's any player in the league that deserves a ring outside of Frank Gore, it's Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Like, yeah. This you know this Niners fans you can get mad at me all you want I'm, I can be complimentary of other players across the league Larry Fitzgerald is a legend he is by far in my personal opinion a top five wide receiver of all time but he's been killing us for years and today this Thursday take it easy on on us Larry you know I know you're a little bit older you're still he's a he's a, a he's a magician on the field he's a a, a master at his position um, so K1 Jimmy Ward. Whoever's covering them, do your job, like Matt said. We need we need that. And the rest of it, you know, I think the Niners defense can take over. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, contain, contain Larry Fitzgerald, mm. please. Um, my my other key to victory then would be contain Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray mm. is, you know, a little – he's he's rather short. 
Um, you got two tall trees in the front with with the Force Buckner, Eric Armstead, and then you know the two pass rush specialists off either side. Um, you know, Armstead and Buckner get your hands up, and then you're forcing, and then excuse me, D Ford and uh, Bosa are forcing Kyler to step up, not allowing too many lanes, and um, forcing Kyler to stay in the pocket, and not move around too much, keep him contained. He does ex- he excels when the, he's off script. If he can get off out of his out of his spot or off his spot and make a play outside the pocket, that's when he becomes most dangerous. Um, so containing Kyler Murray is key in this game. Um, Kyler, for all the shit he took about his height and everything else, he's got an arm. Kid can wing it. Uh, he can play. He plays fairly well at the quarterback position. And I think the Cardinals got someone there. But in this game, you gotta contain Kyler Murray. You can you can contain him. You stop the run. This game, the Niners should walk out of here victorious. Yeah, and you said stop the run. Look, we we talked about it with Cameron. They're trotting out Alfred Morris. Yeah, they're trotting out Kenny and Drake. They're trotting out guys that haven't been with this team for very long. So they have to contain the run. I think they will. They, you know, they they kept McCaffrey contained except for a couple runs, and that was in garbage time. Who cares? As a, as a Christian McCaffrey fantasy owner, please let him get those those yards in garbage time. I love it. Um, I think they're going to contain the run, and, and you're absolutely right. You got to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket, um, force him to step up, force him to step into the tall trees. They don't need to come out and get nine sacks this game. They don't need that. They just need to keep him uncomfortable and and looking up over the offensive lineman. That's what they have to do. Once he gets out in the open and his height is no longer an issue. You know, once he's rolling out of the pocket, there's no one in front of him. He can see everything. You got to keep the big bodies in front of him. Um, my last key to victory, which is kind of weird, because I think as 49ers faithful, I think we all have accepted the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have one stupid turnover a game. Yes. At least one. He's going to stare down a receiver, and he's going to throw the ball directly to Patrick Peterson at some point in this game. It's going to happen. Whether it's Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker, whoever it is, he's going to stare down a receiver and he's going to throw a bad interception. What they need to do is limit the bad turnovers. Don't let this be a, a three turnovers that turn into 21 points. I don't think they're going to be playing from behind this game very much. I don't want to find out what this team is like playing from behind. I very much enjoy watching this team play from ahead. Play from 10, 20, 30 points ahead. It's a lot more fun to watch football that way. I don't want to be nervous. Limit the bad turnovers. Don't do anything stupid that just results in big-time points for the Cardinals. Yeah, limit the turnovers. You know, the Niners, the Jimmy Jimmy likes to stare down his receiver or he makes a bad decision. Um, and I've kind of accepted it. You know, I don't really want to, but um, he's, I still give him a little bit of a pass because he's still young in his career from a starter mm-hmm. standpoint. But there are, there are some plays where he's making a poor read and not, you know, seeing the field correctly. Um, but you know, I can't complain too much. The Niners are winning a lot of games when Jimmy is on the field. So it's not, not, he's not killing us with the turnovers that he has caused. Um, my keys to victory, I think Emmanuel Sanders will be part of this game plan quite a bit. I do like his matchup versus a a familiar face. Tremaine Brock is the slot corner for the Cardinals. Um, I, we said it last episode, Emmanuel Sanders is basically Trent Taylor until Trent Taylor comes back. And the way the Niners run their offense, 
all these guys have to know every wide receiver position. So I do like the matchup with Emmanuel Sanders versus Tremaine Brock. And I think that's a, a matchup that Kyle Shanahan will try to exploit in this game. Um, so Emmanuel Sanders hopefully in line for a big game. And um, you know, if that's if that's the case, then watch out the rest of the NFL because now the Niners have a legit wide receiver, tight end, and running game. You know, you don't, you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And something we didn't touch on, I know before we got before we get into our predictions. Yeah. Joe Staley might be healthy. You know, he might be ready to go this game. Is this the game you want him to go in or do you want him to sit until Seattle? Sit. I'm the exact opposite. Play. You want him to play? If he's healthy and he's good and he and I don't think Joe seems like one of those guys that's going to rush back from an injury. I think he's smarter than that. If he says he's good to go, if the doctors say he's good to go, if the coaches look at him and go, yep, he's good, play him. Because Chandler Jones scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, and I don't, like, like, like I said earlier, I don't want them getting into a position where they're going to let Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs just pin their ears back and go after Jimmy. I don't want it. Get Joe Staley back if he's healthy because he does have, you know, 11 days. 10, 11 days, whatever it is, True. until the next game. Very fair. So I'm, 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 in the, I'm in the play camp just because I want Jimmy to stay upright and healthy. Yeah, you know, um, one thing I think that hasn't been talked about very much, um, Staley, McGlinchey, and Juszczyk, they're basically getting four weeks off. You know, not saying off-off because they're rehabbing, but the physical toll of playing football on their body isn't hurting them right now by not playing these four games. So the Niners are getting them right back at the right time. Whether they get Staley back on Thursday or not, um, going into that physical game versus Seattle, because we know it's always going to be physical, and then down the stretch, you're giving, you have those guys coming back pretty damn fresh um, for the, the home stretch of the season. And that's something that hasn't been talked about, and I hope that is something that's going to excel this offense and this 49ers team into a really deep playoff run. Yeah, it's going to open the playbook wide open again. Yeah. you know, Because Shanahan, it's an ever-evolving playbook. Uh, Dan Orlovsky did a great job of breaking down uh, some of the run concepts on ESPN today. And I don't normally compliment ESPN, but I love Dan Orlovsky. Um, I think he does a great job. He did a great job of breaking down the concepts. And, and what he said was the playbook is not solidified. It's ever-evolving. Every week there's something new coming out of the playbook. It's not like you get handed something on day one and it's the same as it is in week 17. It's not. It's not the same from week one to week two. They've got new stuff they're putting in all the time. When you get back McGlinchey, you get back Staley, you get back Juszczyk, that opens up so much more because all of a sudden pass play, like deep drop-back pass plays are more tempting to run when you have your bookend tackles. Yeah. And, and those guys that can give the extra protection. Look, School and Brunskill played pretty well in 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 reserve, but they are not Joe Staley and are not Mike McGlinchey. And when you get those guys back and you get Juszczyk back, who, again, just makes the whole offense go, it seems like, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, this offense is ever-evolving, and you saw that, especially versus Carolina. It's a whole bunch of wrinkles. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch, man. It's, it's great to have an offensive mind like that. Um, so let's get into it, man. Predictions, final scores, outcome of this game. What do you think? 38-14. Hey, you said it. You said it earlier. 
eight straight losses against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. We've been saying it on this podcast for a while. Is the Kyle Shanahan revenge tour. This is gas to the floor. There's no prisoners being taken. Thursday Night Football, I believe, always favors the offense because they know what they're going to run and the defense has to adjust kind of on the fly because they don't get a ton of time to prepare for it. Kyle Shannon's offense, incredibly intricate. You never know what you're going to see coming out of it. They can give you the same formation and they can run 80 different plays out of it. They can run the same motion. They can run five different plays out of it. You never know what's coming. I, I think it's 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 pedal to the metal right now, 38-14. Niners breeze into the desert, come out 8-0, rest up, on to Seattle. Uh, yeah, I think you know the streak needs to end. I think the Niners um, come out victorious in this game. The over-under on this game is 43.5 uh, right now. The Niners are favored uh, by 10. Um, so betting percentage are at 84% right now. So I think, I think Las Vegas is tired of losing money betting against the Niners. Um, so <laughs> minus 10 uh, going into this game and the 43 and a half is a pretty big um, well not pretty big but it would it would be basically like a 24 to 20 game um, I'm thinking more 28 13 uh, Niners come out on this on top get back to Santa Clara get healthy get ready for Monday Night Football uh, the Niners come out victorious 8-0 keep this thing rolling and basically solidify their playoff position whether that be a wild card or a division title um, but you got to win your division to win the division title, and I think you know being two and zero to start is a very good place to be. And of course, being eight and zero is great. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I will be putting money on the 49ers minus ten this week. Okay. Now, what that says, I don't know. I'm undefeated betting against the Niners this year. I'm probably jinxing the shit out of myself right now, but that's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I don't bet big money. I bet little money. Five bucks. You know the boss. The boss. The boss won't let me bet big money. So I just bet little money. Little money. But I'm 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 taking I'm taking the Niners minus ten this week, and I'm not even flinching. All right. Yeah. Uh, I don't bet too much anymore, but I you know I like to look at it and see what what Las Vegas is saying. Um, it does have an impact, I think, in the NFL, but that's for a different day. As far as those topics go. <laughs> um, we will be back uh, after Thursday Night Football with a review yep. of the game. Um, hopefully yep. the Niners do come out victorious. I think they do, and I think the streak is over. Uh, Niners get back on track with the division and start, you know, balancing things out. Um, but you guys know where to follow us on Twitter, at 4th and Gold Podcast. Follow the podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are found. Um, follow us on Twitter for some cool giveaways. I still have that beanie giveaway that will be given um, – the winner will be announced November 11th after the Monday Night Football game. Um, and follow myself at Javier Vague underscore and follow my guy Matt at Matt Bar underscore. Make sure you follow our guy Cameron too at CamCox12 because we already talked to him. We're having him back in two weeks when they play the Cardinals again. Yeah, definitely. Cameron so, is awesome. So follow our man Cameron. Awesome guy. He told us some really crazy stories off air that were super cool. So make sure you give Cameron a follow. A super cool dude. Um, and look forward to having him back on in two weeks. Yeah, most definitely. Niners. Um, go in 7-0 hopefully they come out 8-0 let's keep this thing going Niners fans stay humble um, like J Richard Sherman said at the beginning of the year we're going to win a lot of games stay humble we're going to be there at the end and uh, let's let's keep this thing going um, until the, until Thursday night you got kids have fun trick-or-treating get home in time for the game I know I will my wife has no say in this I will be back home early <laughs> um, but yeah oh yeah I'm putting at 8 o'clock I'm putting the little bowl out on the uh 
on the uh, on the porch that says, please take one. Because <laughs> I'm not handing out candy anymore at that point. If one kid takes it all, that's on that kid's conscience. It's not on mine. Yeah. I did the right thing. I said, please take yeah, one. Yeah, raise your kids right, guys. Come on now. Um, <laughs> no, no, out here they do trunk or treating. I, I didn't grow up that way. It's weird out here. Everything's all trunk or treat at a church parking lot. It's really weird. Um, Texas, I guess. I've never seen that before Time I moved down south. Um, but... Again, we'll see you guys on Thursday night after the game, or he, you'll hear from us after the, after the game on Thursday. Um, until then, go Niners. Peace. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.